0: Hi, listeners. Welcome to the Grief Out Loud podcast produced by the Dougie Center for Grieving Children. I'm Janet DeCristofero and wanted to give you just a little heads up as you listen to this episode, you'll be hearing references to our old name, which was Dear Dougie. So, just so you don't get too confused, you're listening to the right podcast and we look forward to bringing you even more great content under the Grief Out Loud name. Thanks for joining us.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Dear Dougie podcast produced by the Dougie Center for Grieving Children in Portland, Oregon. I am Brendan Connolly.
0: And I'm Janet Cristofaro. Thank you so much for listening today to this episode. Um, the Dear Dougie podcast came out of our thoughts around that, you know, we've been working with grieving kids and teens and adults for a little over 30 years now. And after listening to their stories of what works for them, what doesn't work for them. We wanted a chance to share what we've learned from them with the larger community. So our podcast is really just a way to open up the often avoided conversation about grief. It's not something people uh, talk about easily. And while we all experience loss during our lives, most of us find ourselves not sure what to do when that actually happens. We don't know how to feel, how to talk about it, or what to do. So whether you're grieving a loss or you're in a position of wanting to support someone who is, this podcast is for you.
1: So I guess we're talking about the changing of seasons and the effect that has on uh, grieving people. Is that right?
0: That's right. It's been um, coming up a lot in groups these last few weeks. Here in Portland, we're charging full force into spring. And while those of you maybe who are listening on the East Coast or maybe in the middle of the country, spring may seem uh, very distant, uh, here in Oregon, we've got it happening. Um, People have been talking a lot about How not just in spring, but how as the seasons begin to change things that they notice for themselves with their grief and and how oftentimes the change of the season can be can be hard.
1: Yeah, it is beautiful outside today here. It's uh, one of those one of those days where the, the air is a little brisk and the sun is shining. And I just love it. I mean, we get a lot of rain and so we got to really celebrate the sun when we when we get it and that that can be
0: what's hard for people who are grieving and you know there's so many markers connected to grief throughout the year whether it's the approach of an anniversary of a loss or a birthday or some other sort of holiday special occasion the seasons can be a little bit more amorphous right like spring is coming there may be associations with spring that somebody who's grieving has with the person who died, special traditions that they shared. And then in a, in a bigger perspective, there can be, as you mentioned, like the excitement for spring and the looking forward to better weather and maybe, you know, connecting more with people kind of coming out of the hibernation of winter and people who are grieving, not everyone, but for some people, it can be a really hard contrast. Everyone else is moving forward and getting excited and you're sitting with, being sad and not feeling so great about being at, uh, more out and about in the world.
1: Yeah, and the over, and we're kind of talking about the overarching theme of environmental season changes. But I guess that also applies to all the other kinds of cyclical uh, events that happen in a year, whether if that's sports seasons or, or gardening seasons or whatever it is, holiday seasons. We did talk about holidays in an earlier podcast a little bit. Uh, that all kind of ties into it, I suppose, right?
0: Right, and then you've got so you've got the calendar, right? That's telling you spring break, like our spring break is coming up yeah. next week. So the calendar says spring break is coming, but then you've got all the environmental cues of longer days, uh, flowers are blooming, the weather's changing, the way the air air feels, and all of those things can contribute to. Memories and emotions getting jostled again, Um, and it can be tricky when you're grieving because sometimes those things are—they're not so clear, right? You don't look at your phone and say, "Oh, the 18th—that's you know six months since my mom died," but you're like, "Why am I feeling a little extra cranky or extra tired, or what's actually happening?" And then to remember, like, "Oh yeah, when I got the call that my mom's cancer." was terminal, that there was nothing else that we could do, I remember looking out the window and seeing that the tulips had just bloomed. Yeah. So there can be this association that's not always so conscious for people.
1: So on a broad scale, in, in groups, are there cues that are used to help people think through the, all the feels they have around season, <laughs> seasonal changes?
0: Well, I think for a lot of people, it's just coming to group and being able to talk about these things like, am I losing my mind? Like, does anyone else have this going on? Like, I really don't like spring or I'm not looking forward to spring. And I feel like an imposter, especially here in Portland, because people are kind of going off the rails with their excitement about outdoor times. So just having that connection be like, nope, you are not alone. That happens for me too. And then to bring it down into the specific for them of what are the associations they have with any particular season and the person who Mm -hmm. died. Um, You know, I think you and I were talking some, a story about your, your grandfather and surfing and.
1: Oh yeah. My uncle. Yeah, I, that's definitely true. I I know uh, my uncle was really instrumental in, to me as, as I was learning to surf as a young, as a young guy. And. Um, and I have great memories of that. And, and when I surf in Oregon, it's often kind of cloudy and rainy and wet. And I don't necessarily give my uncle a lot of thought during those days. But on the days when it's really bright and sunny, irrespective of the time of year, it just really pulls my mind back to sunny, warm summer days at Malibu with my uncle, you know, on little waves on a longboard. And, um, and, and it's just it really is about the what's going on outside. Uh, that makes my my mind turn to that. To connect with that. It sounds
0: like for you in this situation, it's a pretty positive experience of reconnecting with those memories. And I think when we hear in groups, are people sort of getting in that place of they're not so sure yet <laughs> that's a positive memory because it kind of catches them off guard yeah and so that process of making it more conscious and that connection and maybe even uh anticipating or planning for it can mm. sometimes help shift it into a place that feels less scary and unpredictable uh so that can involve thinking through like what role did that person play in my life during any particular season yeah uh, for kids, this can be especially true because seasons are so connected to school and their calendar and the activities that they're doing, like you mentioned, sports season. Yep. So just thinking through that for people of, you know, I always went fishing on the first day of fishing season with my grandfather. This is the first year fishing season's coming. Uh, do I want to go fishing? Who can I go with? Do I want to go by myself? Yep. So being able to just think through that can sometimes uh, lessen that uh, unexpected
1: yeah. experience. Yeah. And and that ties into some stuff I think you talked about uh, on an earlier podcast episode where you were sort of explaining, if I remember this right, how families can have traditions within their family units, large or small, and when someone dies, sometimes the things that they did, maybe they cooked the turkey at dinner time, you know, at Thanksgiving, or they put the lights up out on the house, and when the person dies, then the family has to kind of think about and renegotiate those tradition traditional roles, right?
0: Exactly, and not, you know, and everyone in the family might have, there might be something specific, right, like grandma always cooked the turkey mm-hmm. at Thanksgiving, but there may be individual ones that people in the family aren't aware of for one another, so it can be helpful, especially with kids and teens, to ask them, you know, what are the things you're thinking about as we get ready for summer coming or the fall what are the things that were really special that you shared with with dad and you know maybe someone's kind of worried because dad was who always helped them get ready for their softball games yeah hit them grounders and all of that and like so that way the kids aren't having to worry about that on their own someone else is helping them figure out what to do instead
1: so those are good kind of higher level ways to think about it you you talked about associations and you talked about roles person played and, and traditions you want to keep or or kind of rethink uh, but what about what about with specific environmental seasons you know s- spring summer fall and winter are there are there kind of stereotypes around that or expectations around that that play out in in grief
0: definitely and what's interesting is when i think of you know going through each of the seasons like part of that is for people who are grieving but especially for those who are listening who are in the role of being a support person can be really helpful to kind of have this on your radar because a lot of the things associated with each of these seasons are um, considered to be positive experiences Uh things to be excited about and to always be remembering when someone's grieving there may be a shadow side of that so like here we've got spring coming so people going outside leaving winter hibernation there's this real immersion in the idea of growth and change and for people who are grieving there may be a real longing to change their experience of grief but there can also be the what am i leaving behind yeah. if i change and then the big one that's coming up in our groups a lot right now is graduations yes. High school, college, that's uh, people talking a lot about that. So if you're in a role of supporting someone, you might be reaching out to your friend or to your family member and say, hey, you know, I know um, Steven's high school graduation is coming up. Yep. What do you, what's going on for you around that? How can I be helpful to you? Yep. And then, you know, we got summer and I'm not sure what's a big thing for your family in summer, but for a lot of people got trips, outdoor activities, and then kids being out of school. For a lot of kids not some kids go to year-round school but for kids coming out of school there can be a lot of uh, ease for parents who are you know maybe what their other parent died and so now they're a solo parent and there can be like phew i don't have to worry about getting kids to school and dealing with homework but for other families it can be really stressful that lack of structure that happens
1: yeah yeah for a solo parent i can imagine that we yeah like that'd be that'd be stressful Kids out of school oh. and, and work in and try to juggle that stuff. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And then for kids, the structure of school can sometimes be reassuring to them. So now maybe having to do a little extra work around figuring out what's your day gonna look like, what's your week gonna yeah. look like. And then here in Oregon, I don't know about everywhere else in the country and but it's definitely the season of weddings. Yes. Which again can bring up a whole bunch of stuff for people who are grieving. Yeah.
1: Before we go on, let me just note that kinda, we kind of cranked through a high level thing and we cranked through a couple of um, scenarios over two specific seasons. And we'll, we'll I, Jenna, you'll walk us through fall and winter too, I guess. But um, I, for, for the listeners, we'll have this stuff up on the show notes. We'll make sure that all these little tips are up there um, for, for you to review at Dougie.org. So anyway, sorry, Jenna. What about fall?
0: That's okay. You were still living in summer oh, for man. a while. You weren't ready for all me to lot. take you out of there yeah. yet. <laughs> <laughs> so for falls and the things coming up, and the days are getting darker, um, Halloween and all the imagery that comes with that around death and gravestones and things like that. So that's something to be kind of aware of if you have people in your life who are grieving and for those of you who are grieving. And then, as we talked about in spring, it's like the season of growth and change in life. Mm-hmm. And then in fall, you've got the sounds and the smells of things that are ending. Yeah. So that's a, another thing that'll be happening. One thing that ended and for me thing- was
1: my love of candy corn in <laughs> fall, because I, I ate way too much candy corn from my great-grandma's little, little dish, and I can't look at it the same ever since.
0: That was no more candy corn, and then... Uh, was that connected with your great grandmother Yeah, so whenever I, as yeah well?
1: absolutely. Whenever I see candy corn now, I I have two th- feelings, right? One is, boy, I don't like candy corn, but I also think about my great grandma, you know, and remember I remember her face and her voice and you know her dry skin and all that stuff. Yeah.
0: All right. So you just never know where the connector, where the connectors can yeah. be for those memories for people. Yeah. Uh, and then we have Thanksgiving. You know, just another oftentimes family-oriented holiday. And then we had a winner, and you've got cold out people are kind of hunkering down maybe there's some annual um, holiday related trips that people used to take and here in Portland specifically and I feel like I remember this from growing up on the east coast there can be a lot of solidarity yeah, in the community right. around complaining about the weather right. <laughs> um, and for some people who are grieving that feels reassuring like oh good everyone else feels bad yeah. too, <laughs> so I'm not alone in this and I feel less isolated so it's an interesting time because you know the the myth out there is that winter is the hardest season for depression and for, um, you know, higher rates of suicide. But in reality, it turns out it's actually the spring that April, Mm. um, and depending on where you are in the, in the, in North America with, the sunlight and all of that, it, but right around April, May, June tend to be some of the highest levels of, uh, suicide, which... Yeah, which is usually very surprising to people. They think of it as the holidays, um, and yeah. that's a whole other podcast we could yeah. talk about. But just to offer to people that if you're not feeling so great about the advent of spring, you're not alone in that.
1: Hmm. That's really interesting. I think we're uh, Donna had a, a podcast episode, maybe the one just prior to this one, or a couple prior, about suicide statistics and and some of the kind of broad. Outlines of that, and um, I think she's queuing up uh, follow-on to that one, and maybe she'll talk a little bit about some of those steps. Go a little yeah. more yeah.
0: detail into that. So I'm thinking we talk a little bit about you know what what can people do who are grieving um, when you're kind of moving from season to season and the dissonance maybe from what they're feeling on the inside right. versus what the general community is expressing. Uh, and as we said before, you know, just knowing that this is a common experience can bring a lot of relief. Knowing that people are not alone and not having to feel like they um, are bringing other people down, you know, if they're right. not on the the bandwagon for the springtime frenzy, yeah. um, you know, we talked about if you're caring for a grieving child or teen, it's really helpful to open up a conversation about seasonal memories, mm. help them le- know um, if there's things they want to keep or maybe there's traditions they want to skip. Like, I just can't do softball this year; it's too painful. I'll think about it again next year and. Um, making that okay for them to make those decisions okay. in that way.
1: Okay.
0: Um, and then I want to talk quickly about an activity I've been doing with some of the kid groups. Okay. It's called an I Remember Poem, and we'll, we'll put the outline for the poem in the show notes, but it can be a really easy way for kids who are like, I don't write poetry, I'm terrible at it. This is a real simple one, and they just fill in the blank of in the summer, I remember, in the fall, in the winter, in the spring. And each time, they just say something or a few things that they remember, and this can be a great activity to do together as a family, yeah. so that you can see what do you, you know, what does mom remember that I don't remember, and you know what my I know that my brother doesn't know.
1: So, do you share those those poems with each other, or do you post them on the back of the wall or the door, or what, what do you do? What?
0: That's gonna be real individual to each yeah. family, right? So if you're the kind of family where people wanna talk openly, or maybe it's something where everybody gets the poem and they go fill it out in their own quiet corner and they keep it to themselves. Mm-hmm. So, you know, not definitely not wanting to insist that kids share if they're not comfortable with that.
1: Yeah, I guess that would be pretty individualized. Anything else you wanna you wanna share?
0: Yeah. A couple other things that people have been talking about is, you know, once you identify what were the activities or the um, hobbies that you used to do in a particular season, and maybe they're ones that you want to stay connected to. So think about how else can you find uh, a way to do that. So maybe join a gardening club or go on a hiking trip with some friends or you join a book club, anything like that so that you don't – if. You're not able to do that with the person who died you can still stay connected to that particular activity and then a a new one for me i was thinking about is if people are into music like sometimes music can really help us connect to our memories and our emotions and sometimes it can provide a really nice exit from that and uh, think about making a playlist for each season so it's something you can turn to of like here's my summer road trip playlist or here's my winter hunker down playlist And then just for now with the spring, and hopefully people thawing, I know Boston might still be under snow, but if the thaw is happening where you live, to think about just getting outside and moving your body, any kind of exercise.
1: Shaking off the cobwebs a little bit. I think Mm -hmm. I remember you saying something, back to the music playlist piece, Um, have you, maybe I'm thinking of somebody else, but it seems like you might have talked about having two playlists, one that remembers a person and one that... I don't know, something else. Well, I don't remember what you said, but it um, seemed like one playlist that was like favorite songs and another that helps you, I don't know.
0: Right. No, totally. So, <laughs> You know, if you've got the experience of like, oh, I really want to connect to my emotional experience around this grief, and then you've got that playlist, yeah. right? Like whatever those songs are that are going to maybe bring up some tears or create an experience that way and maybe that's not the playlist you uh put in when you have a really stressful drive (laughs) Uh, maybe you create a playlist for i need to just like focus and get distracted and lighten lighten the load a little bit in some way that's
1: good well that's a lot of stuff and i we i will make sure we get all of these tips up on the show notes page dougie.org Thanks for listening, everybody. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter, and our our username is the Dougie Center, all one word. And we want to answer your questions about grief and loss, so send them to us. Help at dougie.org, and maybe put the word podcast in the subject line somewhere, so we can filter those those questions out a little easier. And You know, if you're listening to this on iTunes, there's the little stars that you can push and five stars means awesome and one star means need some help. But if you could give us a little rating with that star system, that'd be super great because it helps everybody else who's looking for a podcast like this one to find it. Uh, It just helps us rank better in search on uh, iTunes. So we'd love it if you would Give us some uh, star rankings. That'd be really great. So Jenna, thanks for talking.
0: Thanks, Brendan. Look forward to talking with you next week for the next episode. See you later. Take care.
1: Thanks for listening.